the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in with our first guest on the program. That's Chris Schipferling, who's the managing partner of Global Wired Advisors, a digital investment bank focused on optimizing the business sale process and specializing in buyouts in the DTC segment. We'll talk all about that and his highly experienced team. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. We were just talking offline about uh, the amazing, amazing work uh, that you and your team are doing in Charlotte, North Carolina. So appreciate you joining us here and uh, educating us on this world of digital consumer product. So Chris, I'd like to get to know the person behind the microphone. How did you become so passionate about your work and uh, become such a leader in the space? Yeah, I'll be succinct. So, you know, I, I started off my career uh, in consumer products about, uh, you know, at this point, close to uh, 18 years ago. Um, I was in the baby products and toy space for about a decade and a half. And um, uh, working for businesses ranging between 22 and a half a billion dollars as a sales and marketing executive. And um uh, I really enjoyed it. I did a lot of trade marketing. I did a lot of selling directly to you know large, big, big box retailers, Walmart, Target, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, etc. And uh, pivoted my career in 2015 to go really full digital. Uh, I knew where the consumer was headed. I knew how I needed to speak to that particular consumer versus trying to reach them on a shelf at a store. I wanted to try and reach them directly uh, digitally, whether that's through SEO, whether that's through SEM. And primarily through Amazon, you know, third third party marketplace. Um, that was that was a uh, a growing platform, um, a growing marketplace. Obviously, at the time, the largest, still the largest. Uh, so I really learned um, all things digital, how to reach the consumer. I started my own consulting firm, uh, helping enterprise clients uh, formulate good digital strategy. And at that time, uh, being here in Charlotte, as we were joking, there's you know basically a a, a church, a uh, a brewery, and an investment bank on almost every corner. <laughs> so uh, I met I met my uh, three other partners here who spent uh, well over two decades in the bulge bracket investment banks as a managing directors for Wells Fargo, Bank of America, City, Deutsche, etc. Uh, and we created a thesis at that time. We said, you know, when it comes to small business owners, founder owners who have developed a really, really good, strong direct-to-consumer or digital-first uh, business, consumer product business, 
their choices were quite anemic in terms of who they could use to represent the transaction and what type of intermediary they could choose. And so put our heads together, created a thesis that they deserve better, and we can deploy an institutional level process into this particular space um, and the outcomes for the founder owners and what we call the lower middle market revenues of call it seven to 10 million to about $80 million um, will be wildly different than what they're, what they're currently used to or the options that they're currently given. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So you've developed certainly your passion and your expertise together with your, as you said, your partners, and again, have become a leader in this space. So uh, Global Wired Advisors, I know Oliver on your LinkedIn, you're saying now hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly this is a very, very hot market right now and something, an area that's, uh, that's growing. So I would re- be remiss if I, as we have this conversation at the end of Q3 of 2022, how has, uh, how has your world of DCP, digital consumer products, changed um, since the onset of the pandemic? Uh, dramatically. I mean, what was interesting is you saw the economy flip. You know, our economy is 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 usually comprised of two-thirds service uh, services and one-third consumer products. And you saw a complete seismic shift of two-thirds consumer products and one-third services. And so because of that, everybody sitting at home had to learn how to, lots and lots of folks had to learn how to use the the internet for commerce for the first time. And so yeah, we saw we saw a a massive tailwind on digital first and digital consumer products, you know, the Amazon marketplace just exploded. Um, you know, when we're looking at PLs now, I just talked to a guy yesterday, it was a toy business that went from 7 million to 22 million from 19 to 20, um, just in one year. And we, we've seen a lot of those types of hockey sticks. Um, now that we're getting into 21 and 22, you're actually going back. We had a correction in Q3, um, as the pandemic wasn't coming to an end, but as more places were opening up and our, our economy started to shift back to a normalized uh, view, uh, we definitely felt that correction in Q3, no doubt, mm-hmm. and Q4 as well. And so as we go into this year, you know, those who got lots of tailwinds and had really great business models to begin with and, uh, and had a brand and had you know, product development first, product is king. We're seeing those guys get the tailwind and continue to get tailwind. Anybody who had just uh, what we call a gimmicky or flim flam business that they were just trying to sell some widgets through Amazon uh, or through their own website, we're seeing them start to now trail down. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's really what we're seeing, but e-commerce e-commerce prior to the pandemic was still growing at a clip of 15% every year. And was still growing at one percent of retail sales every year, and and the projections out into two thousand thirty are still very strong. So, again, I'm chatting with Chris Chipperling, managing partner of Global Wired Advisors, um, a digital investment bank focused on optimizing the business sale process and specializing in buyouts in the uh, DTC segment. Uh, I know that you and your team have sold well over thirty plus businesses in the five to $75 million range. So it's on that topic that I want to continue our conversation, um, Chris. And certainly as we have this conversation here and get down to business, an audience um, of many entrepreneurs and business owners, there are those that are tuning in that are never plan to uh, sell their business. And I know you have seen it all in your time and your passion in this in this field. What advice would you have on growing your existing business, even if you don't ever plan to put that business up on the market? Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's the old age advice, right? That anybody that anybody receives when they own their own asset, which is 
develop a business that you could sell because you really have no clue what's going to happen in the future. So, you know, it's not our it's not our job as an investment bank to convince anybody to put a square peg in a round hole. If you're if you've got a very healthy cash flowing business and you want to continue to cash flow uh, and utilize that cash flow for whatever it is you want to do, great, more power to you. Um, I would just say if you've got an asset on your hands that uh, that is quite valuable, you should always consider your options because you know when we see liquidity events of you know forty million dollars or thirty five or fifty. You know, these are life changing events. Um, these are, you know, can lead to generational wealth um, and it can be a significant, you know, a lot of business owners, it's interesting. They focus on the multiple of EBITDA because that's what, that's what the transaction focuses on. But what they tend to forget is the owner is an actual multiple of their own salary that they're taking and the dividends and the draws that they're able to take out of the business. Right. And so when you start to look at that multiple from a founder owner perspective, it tends to be quite lucrative, you know, having that having that sizable liquidity event. But as far as just advice in terms of growing, I mean, it just depends on your business model for us with D2C and, and working with consumer products. It's about really, it's, it's about outlining how you can continue to make your brand sustainable. Brands always win and products, product profit will eventually die because they'll get commoditized. Mm-hmm. You know, so bu- building that community building that community around your brand is going to be the most valuable investment that you can possibly make, no matter if you want to sell your business or not. Because when you do that and you and you focus on that as a consumer products company, I promise you, you'll be a very, very valuable asset. Interesting. And that certainly uh, ties into how, uh, how, as you said, investors are screening businesses, what metrics they're looking at, and how their transactions are modeled. So this uh, sounds like advice that's true, whether you're selling or maybe you never plan to sell. Um, and that's, uh, that's certainly very important. So I like to end our conversations with just one real quick, under 30 seconds or less, a bit of homework assignment that you'd give to an entrepreneur tuning in. If they remember one thing from this conversation, what would you like oh, them to, to see them do in the next week? Oh my gosh, that is, that's, a, that's a big task. I, I, that's, that's, a, <laughs> that's tough. I mean, look, probably... Um, get some level of system and processes inside of your business. I mean, a lot of times when we're looking in and we're diving into the guts, you know, the system and processes are just so messed up. And when you actually develop a good level of system and process, um, there's a lot of accretive savings that can come along with that. I could go into it for a long time, but read the E-Myth Revisited uh, by Michael Gerber. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna link to that and we're definitely gonna have you back on, Chris, um, because I know you've got a lot more expertise to share with all of our listeners, but perhaps the best advice that I can share with our listeners is to get in touch with you and your team at Global Wired Advisors. Chris, you've given a lot of expertise and I know you've got a lot of information on your website. Um, can you share uh, that contact information for all of our listeners to take down? Yeah, super simple. For majority of us who use Google, just go to global, just type in Global Wired Advisors for the 3% that still use Yahoo, do the same. Um, and uh, we'll come up first, I promise. Um, but go to our website. We've got a, you can fill out an analysis or a cons- consultation form. We have a valuation tool because founder owners of this size love to put in their numbers. Uh, but there's wow. multiple ways on our website to get in touch with us. Globalwiredadvisors.com. We got to squeeze in a very quick break here and get down to business. We'll be back on the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. I've been looking forward to this conversation for quite a while, and that's with Jeff Sigmund, who is the business engineer, the business engineer. And that's not a stretch, my friends, because 
Indeed, that is what, uh, that's where his passion is, and that's exactly what he's doing. And he is the amazing founder at Skill Builder, the only training platform that enables you to train process-oriented skills to thousands of people better, virtually and remotely. Um, so, Jeff, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Jeff, I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Tell us a little bit about how you've earned that identity of the business engineer. Uh, studied engineering, did years of engineering, and then, but my professional career started um, it was about 10 years ago as a business analyst. And then I started getting into the tech startup realm of starting tech companies. I've done uh, numerous ones by now. And then you got, you slowly uh, became a good meld between uh, the engineering side of how my brain works and everything I do and integrating that with business and solving, understanding business and solving business problems, particularly through technology and, and predominantly through software. Absolutely. And for those that can't tell, um, you've got the, uh, the beautiful Canadian accent and, um, <laughs> and you have been busy throughout this period of COVID um, building this amazing training platform called Skill Builder. And I'm very passionate about what you do. So give us about the behind the scenes look of what uh, this software learning platform is and how it can benefit, of course, our amazing um, listeners to get down to business. Sure. So I took not just my background in software, but also I've been doing martial arts for about 20 years. And I took the principles I learned from uh, skill learning from martial arts and basically built them into a software platform um, and been able to prove now that it's uh, more effective in remote learning than in-person training for most things. And um, the, you know, the thing everyone's struggling with right now under COVID is that uh, training people remotely. And it turns out it's actually a very difficult thing to, to solve because it, I found that it actually requires a bunch of different components that all each on each on their own is really hard to do, but you need like four different components that all have to merge together perfectly in order for it to work. Um, because there's many different obstacles to overcome from information being disorganized to un lack of clarity, to the fact that human beings don't aren't born knowing how to learn things and you actually have to learn how to learn things and uh, you can have the best instructor in the world with the best content in the world for any skill uh, but if you haven't learned how to learn then most of it's going to go in one year out the other and you're not going to be that much farther ahead after learning from them uh, which in many cases a lot of companies pour millions of dollars into trying to do employee training, and then they get very frustrated when it doesn't really stick so much. Oh, for sure. How true is that? Absolutely. And um, I like to say with COVID, necessity is the mother of all invention. Certainly yeah. in schools, when you're talking about early childhood or, or you know, elementary school, um, everybody suddenly embraced this idea of Zoom. Um, meetings certainly have become far more virtual, but LMS, learning management systems, became an integral part of the process. So um, it's on that note, uh, Jeff, that I'm curious, again, about the unique value proposition of Skill Builder. I know that there's a lot of learning management systems that are out there, but tell us um, how Skill Builder is different and where it's been applied so far. Sure. So uh, the, the more general uh, LMS is, the less specific it is. Not just for LMSs, anything. The more general something is, the less specific. The more specific, the less general. So 
the LMSs out there are made so that anyone can pick them up for whatever kind of courses they want to create, and then they can create something, which means they're not uniquely designed specifically down to the tiniest detail to work with process-oriented skill learning. So I've designed and built the entire thing down to the tiniest little detail with more, more than 200 iterations um, in, in order to work with this um, methodology of learning. So the platform itself is, is one of the four components needed for remote learning. So it's sort of, you can, you can think of it sort of as like, as like the transmission tool, of the information, but in order to really create this remote learning, it requires uh, that I work with someone who's an expert in the subject matter to be able to kind of extract the expertise for them. It requires this learning methodology that I worked out from the martial arts. And then you have to be able to convert the, that expertise broken down and rebuilt into this learning methodology and then put that into the skill builder platform, which I designed to work with it. So kind of actually need all four of those components uh, in order for it to work effectively. And if we were having this conversation um, where we could provide some visuals, which unfortunately can't do over the radio and podcast waves, we'd be able to actually show your platform and how it's being used um, as you, uh, you you have an awesome graphic of jumping over various pitfalls, um, which is interesting. So you just provided um, something personal. And I just want to pick up on that uh, over here. You mentioned about martial arts. And I know that uh, in our earlier conversations, you uh, talked a little bit about how um, that has uh, that has inspired you and has become a really integral part of your life, and I believe that's actually how you and I were introduced. So, is the process of learning ultimately is it sort of like widgets, where it could be in one industry or another industry, but the same methodology of learning um, is ultimately the same, or, or are we totally talking apples and oranges? Yeah. So the process of learning, I would say, is universally applicable. Like different people like receiving information differently. So some people like reading, some people like watching video or hearing things. So that's the receiving of information, but everybody learns by doing. Um, and if you're not doing, you're not actually going to learn things. Um, and once you learn how to learn, then you can apply it the same kind of thing in any industry, any skill, anything. So um, I've gotten very good at picking up new skills very quickly, provided, of course, that I have someone who I can refer to who already has the expertise and the mastery of it. Absolutely. And again, that's why you're called the business engineer. I'm chatting with Jeff Zygman, the founder of SkillBridge, an amazing, amazing resource. Uh, the website, SkillBuilder. Thank you. SkillBuilder.academy. Um, and it's a great, obviously on the website, you can, uh, you can go on the website and, and learn a lot more about how Jeff has been applying um, the, uh, this process to help thousands of people learn better virtually in this environment. So certainly that's my next question is for all of our entrepreneurs that are tuning in from around the world, what can they do? How can they implement something to, uh, to uh, to to provide this technology as well as this process in their own perhaps small businesses. So, okay, so uh, let me divide that into two things. So, for small businesses, this would not be uh, suitable. This is really for I'm working with uh, organizations that are larger that have many employees that they have to train. Like, there's no feasible way to train thousands, tens of thousands of employees with any unless you have something that can actually scale out effectively. For entrepreneurs, um, I think that the what's what's really important for the, for them is not just 
the picking up of new skills, but analyzing all the little details of what they're doing in all their processes that they're doing every single day and optimizing that. That's a really important part. If you're not optimizing everything you're doing, then you're going to like, you'll find if you really optimize something that you're doing, that you are probably spending two or three times the amount of time that you were, that you needed to spend doing it. And if you have to repeat that many times a day, you're actually wasting minutes, uh, many dozens of minutes, if not hours every single day, which can add up to hundreds of hours over months easily. And that's just lost time because you didn't analyze things well. Uh, and that's actually part of the process that I go through with skill builders, really breaking down current process and trying to rebuild it in a more in the most optimized way possible before creating a training around it, essentially. And I can't get over that uh, this amazing platform was developed and created uh, over the course of COVID. Uh, so certainly silver lining in this whole pandemic uh, thing. And if you're just tuning in again, I've been chatting with Jeff Sigmund, the business engineer um, who has created this amazing platform called the Skill Builder. So Jeff, no doubt we've left a lot of people nodding their heads vigorously, understanding the need for really great training um, that can, as we said, enable uh, folks to uh, to learn um, new skills um, virtually. Uh, Jeff, how can people get a hold of you and learn more, not just about uh, Skill Builder, but also about this whole process of training? Because I know you've produced a lot of great videos on the topic. So they can go to skillbuilder.academy if they're interested in potentially chatting to see if it could be a good fit for their company, uh, there's a form to fill there. They can uh, submit there and then I'll, I'll get that directly. Um, as far as uh, I also have a uh, YouTube channel, Skill Builder. Um, they can, there are numerous videos that are there that will give some more information and my own personal YouTube channel where I've put additional videos where awesome. I can put in a link. Well, I appreciate you jumping on. Jeff Sigmund, thank you so much for joining us. Skill Builder, we will be back after a quick break here and get down to business. Don't touch that dial. Hey, welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We've had some great conversations already uh, in this episode, and we've got some additional conversations in store, but I want to take a moment to talk about something else, something that's very near and dear uh, to my heart and something I'm very passionate about. But before I do that, I also want to talk about something that I'm passionate about, and that is Affordable Care Act and uh, health insurance. And that is where my friend Tom Mirabali is the expert. Tom Mirabali is your health insurance guru, and I highly recommend that all of our listeners get in touch with him at healthplanchicago.com healthplanchicago.com. Truly, uh, Tom is the guy that I send all of my people to when they are asking me for a referral around health insurance. And Tom truly knows it all. He has the answers and he provides free consultations for any listener of Get Down to Business. You can call him at 630-863-3477, 630-863-3477, or visit his website, healthplanchicago.com. But back to uh, the other topic, aside for health insurance that I'm passionate about, and that is um, employers' support for the Garden Reserve. Not just that as a topic, but also the organization, employer support of the Garden Reserve. I've talked about this before on Get Down to Business, but ESGR is a program of the Department of Defense. 
And uh, in particular, the Statement of Support Program, which is the cornerstone of the ESGR's effort to gain and maintain employer support for the Garden Reserve. Certainly, everybody tuning in right now is following the news, seeing what's going on um, in Ukraine and seeing uh, the craziness going on in the world. And um, what some folks might not understand is that it's actually those uh, citizen soldiers, the folks that uh, live and work nearby you, either in the same office as you or perhaps your neighbor down the street, are often the ones that are being called up to serve around the globe and respond to the the, the nation or even the state's uh, call for duty. So the intent of the statement of support program, which again is the cornerstone of the employer support of the Garden Reserve, is to increase employer support by encouraging employers to act as advocates for employee participation in the military. Because without the employers, folks wouldn't be able to serve um, in, the, uh, in the military and be able to answer the nation's call. Supportive employers are critical to maintaining the strength and readiness of the nation's guard and reserve units. So fun fact, random trivia bit of information. I'll test you on this perhaps in future weeks and get down to business. The very first statement of support was signed in on December 13th, 1972 in the office of the Secretary of Defense by the chairman of the board of General Motors. And President Richard Nixon was the first president to sign a statement of support. And in 2005, Every single federal cabinet secretary and all federal agencies under the Obama administration signed a statement of support um, uh, to signify their continuing efforts to be model uh, model employers. Um, so since its inception, hundreds of thousands of employers have signed statement of support, pledging their support to guard and reserve employees. So what is the statement of support? Employers signing a statement of support pledge that we fully recognize, honor, and comply with the Uniformed Services Employment and Reemployment Rights Act. We'll provide our managers and supervisors with the tool they need to effectively manage employees who serve in the Garden Reserve. We appreciate the values, leadership, and unique skills service members bring to the workforce and will encourage opportunities to hire guardsmen, reservists, and veterans. And we will continually recognize and support our country's service members and their families in peace in crisis, and in war. So what is my call to action to everybody tuning in right now? It's to join thousands of employers by signing a statement of support for the Garden Reserve and display it prominently for all of your employees and visitors to see. And best part of all, it is easy. It takes about 60 seconds to submit the process so you can sign up to uh, complete a statement of support. Um, and you can do that on the website at esgr.mil, esgr.mil. Um, and you just go to the statement of support page. Um, it's right there at the top of the page. You can fill it out. And best of all, if you complete it and you are an Illinois employer, um, I will likely be the one responding to you. And you will get a handy dandy uh uh, certificate that you'll be able to hang prominently for all of your employees and visitors to see uh, that you are supporting the service of those that are responding to the nation's duty. Um, so I will say that um, that's a massive thank you to all of the employers that support those uh, service members in your companies, to uh, neighbors that are checking in on loved ones that are serving, um, and certainly to all of those that have put the uniform on, a big thank you to all of you as well. Visit esgr.mil, and there's something that you can do to both sign a statement of support for your respective business, no matter the size, even if you're just one or two people in that business, or you have 500 plus employees 
we will help you with signing that statement of support, but there's also opportunities for you to volunteer. And you've heard me say it before on this program, that volunteering is the best way for you to get involved in a community. In fact, build some awesome business connections as well. Uh, the link to do all of this is going to esgr.mil. You just click on statement of support. And if you're in the state of Illinois, uh, I can tell you that there's a fantastic team of volunteers, mostly uh, veterans that will respond to your, uh, to your volunteer efforts, uh, to your efforts to uh, support your employees. And I encourage everybody to do that at esgr.mil. Um, speaking of getting in touch, you can get in touch with me at shalomkline.com. That's my website. And that's where I post each and every episode, each and every interview from the past eight plus years of shows all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on your favorite podcast app and subscribe, rate, review, and share the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Just search for Get Down to Business. So quick break, more conversations with amazing entrepreneurs doing amazing things right after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. You can check out my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download the past eight plus years of conversations with amazing entrepreneurs, amazing people doing amazing things. And that's exactly who I'm bringing onto the program now. That's entrepreneurs, Dwayne Johns and Dave Young. And they want to, quote, inspire change in the home building and remodeling industry. And that's what they do all the time on their conversations on the Builder Nuggets podcast. Dwayne and Dave, welcome to the program. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Sean. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's a, such a pleasure. Um, so I love to get to know the people behind the microphone. Um, I know that you are both um, recognized business coaches in the industry. Um, and I know, uh, you know, based in Charlotte, North Carolina and Ontario, Canada, kind of different, uh, worlds, but you have, uh, come together in this passion for custom construction businesses. So, um, you know, if you gentlemen can please introduce yourself. Sure. We'll be glad to. Thanks again for having us on. Uh, yeah, I've, you know, have been in the industry all my life in some form or fashion, probably one of the stereotypical stories that you hear in the industry went from the fellow that was stacking lumber on job sites to becoming my own trade uh, subcontractor and, you know, saying, Hey, let me start my own business. And then wearing all the hats that come with being a business owner, entrepreneur, uh, fast forward to the 2000s, start to go a little bit higher level around how can I grow my business? Um, and started thinking about things on a bit of a more higher business level, things like the e-myth. Uh, you know, that was certainly something that was influential in my life, um, but also uh, connected with Dave Young. And the two of us sort of shared the same passion and understanding that the, the residential custom construction industry is it's a fragmented industry. It's a difficult industry. It's a it's a fun industry, um, huge opportunities in it. But, you know, there is uh, it's kind of stuck in, in its ways. Um, did not have a lot of a lot of businesses don't have systems structure all the things that they really need to to grow and scale um, and then another thing is on the tail end there's a lot of these businesses uh, unfortunately folks that put a lot of blood sweat and tears into 20 20 to 30 years and you know they end up just closing their doors they don't even have something that's a, you know a valuable asset that they could possibly uh, sell or have some options to do with. So that was kind of the basis for uh, us teaming together. We we want to help business owners, especially in our industry, obviously, uh, you know, be able to correct some of these things and get themselves on track, build some freedom into their businesses. And that kind of spun off into us starting a podcast and some consulting stuff. And that's kind of where we are today. Absolutely. And Dave, over to you, if you don't mind briefly, uh, tell us uh, how uh, your your side of the story. 
Yeah, completely opposite. So I grew up in a real estate family. I was into real estate investment, young, very uh, into developing my own businesses, worked in the real estate technology space for a bit. And really, uh, I love anything to do with houses, but I'm not a technician by any by any stretch of the means uh, of the word. But uh, in 2013, I was minding my own business. I got a call out of the blue from a from a gentleman who was representing a new a new opportunity, a new company that was coming to Ontario, and he said, "You, you know, this is a game changer. You you literally have to hear about this thing." And I and I listened for a bit, and I said, "Okay, okay, well, you know, what is it?" He says, "It's a custom home building franchise." And I said, "Dude, I'm out. I have no interest in that. Like ten foot pole for me." And the joke in my house is that you know the best tool in the toolbox is the checkbook. So completely different background background from Dwayne, but I I agreed to a thirty minute call with the the CEO. Uh, of Blair Homes, Blair McDaniel. And our 30-minute call went two hours and 45 minutes. And I heard a young guy's vision of this company that he had started that was going to bring builders together, create a mastermind, leverage services. Um, it's the last business to go through, the last industry to go through consolidation. And I just thought in that one phone call that this guy was right and this was going to work. So I decided right then, I did a little more due diligence but uh, I went on to open a couple of regions with Allaire Homes. That's how I met Dwayne. So uh, we also provide support for uh, builders that are, and, and leadership for builders that are uh, leveraging this mastermind system. And we just decided that we wanted to take all the things that we had learned through both of our careers and what we were learning in our coaching and share it with the uh, industry so that they could build some freedom from, for themselves too. And the response has been phenomenal. You know, we, we thought we were going to share what we knew and we ended up bringing in so many experts uh, and it's, it's collaboration over competition, you know, mm -hmm. getting the best of the best people in here so that they can grow businesses that are meaningful and valuable, create opportunities for other people uh, and get away from the commoditization and even the commoditization mindset. So here we are with a podcast now. Yeah, well, two very different stories coming together um, in a uh, passion for I know what you both uh, argue is the most rewarding businesses uh, in the uh, in the industry, uh, working with award winning builders, remodelers, as well as business coaches, industry experts, and fellow podcasters. And it's always a pleasure to have fellow podcasters on the program. So um, we're going to squeeze in a break in just a minute or so, but I am curious um, if folks find the Builder Nuggets podcast, what is it that they will walk away from the conversation with? To me, I think the biggest thing, and it's right in sort of the name we come up, the nuggets. You know, there's these little things that they're going to hear from people that have had success. The whole premise of the podcast was, you know, we see that there's a lot of folks in this industry that they spend, you know, the, the vast majority of their careers somewhat isolated and trying to figure all of this stuff out on their own. There is no book for this, you know? So when we bring folks on, whether they're business coaches, successful builders, uh, remodelers, other folks in the industry, business owners, it's these takeaways constantly things that people have done, you know, it resonates with the listeners. Wow. You know what? I was in that position. I, I, I totally understand that. I'd love to try that. I'd love to implement that in my business. I think that's just it. It's these little parts and pieces that they can take immediately from hearing it and plug it into their business and, and see some success. Wow. That's fantastic. And and Go ahead. Yeah. It's backed by powerful stories too. It's, it's important to have the action and the takeaways, those nuggets, but it's also important to understand why, because that's how you get committed to it. I love it. And uh, again, the show is called the Builder Nuggets Podcast, but uh, never fear. We're going to be 
rejoined by Dwayne and Dave uh, as we continue talking about this amazing podcast, talking with builders, remodelers, business coaches, industry experts, and fellow podcasters. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So love to have fellow entrepreneurs, fellow podcasters. Not every week that I get to do this, um, but I'm joined by the co-hosts of Builder Nuggets. That's uh, the amazing team of Dwayne Johns and Dave Young, fellow co-hosts with very different stories. And they have brought together their business backgrounds, their passion for this crazy, crazy world. In my opinion, it's crazy, but very lucrative and successful industry of uh, builders, remodelers. but sort of peeling the uh, the curtain uh, away. Um, you're an entrepreneur. You are entrepreneurs and you talk to entrepreneurs. I was just looking at the list of your most recent uh, episodes and you talk to some amazing people. So uh, Dave, actually, if you don't mind, uh, take us, uh, you know, what, what, what entrepreneurial life is like aside for, uh, and some of the things that you've discovered that you never realized were true in the world of business ownership. Yeah, well, it's never boring. That's that's for sure. And the one thing that we realized doing this was that there's there's things that you just don't know. And being curious, uh, being open minded, and seeking out that other knowledge, whether it's in your you know your vertical or not, is is huge. And that power of collaboration. Dwayne touched on it earlier. Nobody does builds a, a custom home building company or remodeling company on their own. So. Uh, and it's funny, Shalom, we've had people tell us, hey, you should have called your show Business Nuggets because it, it works in every single business. And, and that's true. And I think that's why it's an attractive format for uh, entrepreneurs of any kind and why it, you know, we can interview any entrepreneur to share their, their story because there are some key fundamentals when you're trying to create freedom in your business uh, that are across the board. If you want to have a rewarding company, that's amazing for other people to work for. You want to build a magnet that attracts the best clients and that attracts the best team members and attracts the best subcontractors or market partners. The fundamentals are all the same and you can take those away from, from any business there is out there uh, at all. But um, th- that's where I would, the power of the collaboration and, and sure. taking from other businesses is key. And Dwayne, o- over to you uh, as wearing your entrepreneur hat. Um, and I know you wear many hats as you get to talk to some amazing people wearing your entrepreneur hat. What's that one bit of uh, advice that you would have that you, uh, maybe that speed bump that you had to go over that you might want to prevent a fellow listener to uh, to our programs from having to take? Yeah, I know it's, it's probably a bit cliche, but the, you know, to get in the room with smart people, you know, get in the room with successful people. I think for me, looking back, it's amazing how many people, how many successful people, they are excited to share what they've done or what they've learned. And I think a lot of folks, especially younger, when you start out, you have that, you're not quite sure if you should do that. Should I reach out? You know, should I, should I go put myself in that room? Am I on the same level with these people? You know, but the, I think being in the room with people that have done it, people that have failed, people that have failed, done it again and succeeded. Um, it's just tremendously powerful. Because uh, you, you, you put it, as Dave said before, with a story, it then has some real context. And, and I think it becomes much easier for you to take some of these concepts and apply it into your business. Yeah, music to my ears indeed. And uh, Dave, I'm going to put you in a very uncomfortable position of uh, uh, you having had so many amazing conversations on the on the program, I believe uh, over 62 at this point. Um, any particular moments that stand out as just like that awesome episode that you learned something? Yeah, we have. Uh, he's a good friend of mine too, and I learn a lot from him every call that I have. But uh, he's one of the top builders in in Canada, top remodeler, Steve Barkhouse. He blew our mind with our opening episode this year, 
uh, it might be episode 53, the people plan. We are huge into investing into, you know, your people, you got to invest in yourself and your mindset, uh, but then you got to invest in your team. And he, I, I encourage any business owner to listen to that episode. Well, we're going to send people over to, yeah. uh, to, to those episodes because that's all we have time for right now. So uh, Dwayne, if you can wrap us up and make sure everybody can find your podcast and get in touch with, uh, with the dynamic duo of Dwayne and Dave. Yeah. Podcasts on all the available podcast platforms. Easiest way is probably buildernuggets.com, our website. You can listen right there, obviously on Instagram. Dave and I also are uh, on LinkedIn. You can find us there and that's one of the best places we like to connect. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's a wrap for us here and Get Down to Business. I encourage you, of course, as you as we wrap up, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share to the Get Down to Business podcast, but also the Builder Nuggets podcast. Some great episodes, some great conversations to success. Let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Have a great week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.